Welcome to Creative Block. We're your host, Jean. And V, we interview people in creative industries about their life, work, and hobbies while we doodle jam. We asked people on Twitter if they had specific topics they want us to discuss, as well as some drawing prompts. And today with us, we have Samantha Gray, a.k.a. Sam. Ooh, hey, everybody. Samantha. <laughs> Samantha is an interesting... Samantha. <laughs> Sorry. I've never said your full name out loud. This is the first time. You're just That's Sam. That's so funny because your sorry was actually my middle name. Because <laughs> it's Saudi. Like, sorry. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah? yeah. Uh, it's all right. I gave you a really weird intro. <laughs> I I, tr- I try to come up with with a different way of intro- with starting the show every time, and we're in seventy episodes in, and I'm running out of I'm running out of uh, quirky <laughs> ways to say hey. Um, Sam, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, Sam, for those who might not know, tell us who you are and what you do. Oh my gosh! Why, of course. Um, I am currently a director. Uh, I predominantly do adult animation, which I heard is special. It is special in our hearts. Yeah, we you're the first exclusive adult animation guest that we've had. It's a little secret. Which is I've done one kids show. Ah. Oh which one? Um, Tell us. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, then we'll scrub it from the record. We'll never talk about it again. Um. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean, you've mostly worked in adult animation. Yes, yes. Uh, from uh, the start of my career to right now, I'm like. And I also think what's really cool with your career is that like you started as an animator, right? Yeah. Um. Well, let's like, I don't know if I should do my whole backstory. Yeah, let's take yeah. it back. Go, go. Let's do your backstory. Yeah, let's let's yes. take it back to when I was born. I feel like everybody mm-hmm. starts there. Um. But. <laughs> that like really took me back. I went too far. <laughs> uh, so in kindergarten, actually, in terms of drawing, um, I like really didn't think I was anything special. And then I drew a teddy bear and I'll draw it here. I like, <laughs> cause this was a, something I drew that someone said, wow, you're great at drawing. And then that like you're a good drawer. Yeah, and that sparked everything. And I've like looked back at this drawing I did, and it was something like this. Like, I don't know why I did okay. lock teeth. That was kind of a thing at one point. And then it's kind of like the Radiohead. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Logo. <laughs> I was in kindergarten. And I'm like, did not listen to Radiohead, but maybe the kid did, mm-hmm. and that's why he thought I was cool. Oh my god, we figured it out. Uh, I drew the worst fucking Bojack in history. I'm just that was terrible. I, I don't know how to draw a horse head. I was the character design lead, and I'm drawing Bojack. <laughs> well, you know, it's been some time, right? Yes. Uh, but yeah. So, what was uh, what was your first kind of start in in uh, in art and animation, especially? Yeah. So, um, so after that compliment, I just really started drawing all the time, and then I really got into just hanging out by myself and drawing in my room all the time. And um, and I loved manga and I loved um, cartoons, and but neither of it really clicked. And then um, in eighth grade, my best friend was like, why don't you draw comics? And that's when I was like, oh, okay, that's a thing I can do. And yeah. <laughs> so then my goal was, I'm going to be a comic artist. And I was trying to put in these competitions and I tried to like do web comics because that was a thing um mm-hmm. that was happening and um and then went all through college being like I'm gonna be a comic artist and even comic artists were telling me like storyboards where it's at like comic books are dying and hmm. uh <laughs> and it still didn't really click I was like yeah storyboards okay but comics though <laughs> What college, by the um, way? Where did you go to college? I went to Cal State Fullerton. Hmm, okay. Yeah, so I stayed local. Uh, and at first I was like, I want to go to art school. And I actually traveled to New York. I went to SBA, took a tour. And I was like, where's the campus? Um, so <laughs> I was like, I guess I'll stay here. Uh, and I got to do like a bunch of extracurricular uh classes and I did like yoga martial arts um 
played lacrosse. <laughs> like I did a bunch of stuff nice. and all thinking like, I'm going to be a comic artist. And then my fifth year, um, right before I was about to graduate, no fourth year, sorry. Um, I took my first animation class and, um, my teacher, um, <laughs> who was very frustrated with me, kept being like, how did you do that? How did you animate that? Um, and I was like, I don't know. I just, <laughs> I just <laughs> did it. Like you gave me the prompts and I did it. And, uh, she got very mad at me, but she gave me an A and, um, uh, <laughs> Why did she get mad at you? Was she just like, you're too good at this? Or what I is it? I think she was like <laughs> upset that I didn't understand. Like, maybe she thought I, <laughs> that I was like secretly already animating. Like tracing? <laughs> like, oh, I see. I have no idea. But she just was just, would be kind of mean to me. And, um, and I didn't understand. But that was the first time I hung out with animation kids. And I was like, oh. I'm here. I'm home. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's kind of like fate because once that got figured out, uh, I got an internship at Titmouse and then I started working there after. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, and then I just been working ever since. Um, and like you said, V, I, well, I started internship, then I did cleanup. Um, and then like six months later, I got or no a year later i got promoted to um animator and i was doing that for like four years um oh wow yeah i got super mm. burnt out because i thought like oh you can just progress from animator to everything else and <laughs> that just wasn't what i was seeing um yeah oh do you mean like a lot of the animators stayed animators yeah uh nobody was really moving yeah. up you think like if I just work hard, I could get a show picked mm -hmm. up. And uh, I was <laughs> not seeing that. Um, like, there were some people, uh, shows that I, like, worked for where I was like, that is not their path. What am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. It's like you see someone that's, like, getting a show picked up in just, like, a couple years, and you're like, I've already been working for so long, and I'm still at, like, ground level kind yeah. of thing, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I just burned myself out to the point that I kind of was unhirable. <laughs> Got, like, Oopsie. let go. Um, but then that was good, because then I had the... Uh, like a six month break and it really made me figure out oh my god am I gonna stay in animation I don't know mm -hmm. and uh, and then I was like I found my passion again and then uh, got hired at um, a different studio they gave me the opportunity to move up and then that's when I got into boards and uh, character design um, on BoJack and then uh was that shadow machine yeah <laughs> that's really cool so they offered you did you you did um did you start in character design and then you moved up to lead character design yes so it was really interesting on bojack at the time <clears throat> so i'm going to also mention that you know a lot of adult animation especially 10 years ago was non-union um nobody was mm -hmm. like making union animated adult shows yeah that was unheard of so that's pretty recent yeah yeah uh it's crazy to think about like now that i'm reflecting on it but um what was i gonna say <laughs> well i was while you think of that i was gonna have a slight tangent just to kind of um reiterate that because that's something that i used to think too that what you were saying about like uh animated like like you know for a lot of people they think that animation will get them specifically like actual animation will get them uh other jobs and it's like pretty hard like you can kind of get stuck in that um in that track like it's it, i definitely know people who have tried to get into boards and had a hard time or into design or whatever and like once you're in animation like yeah i don't know it, it's frustrating it's frustrating that that happens but it is a thing huh where like you can't really break out of it sometimes yeah um it, it feels like you can't break out until you go to a new studio and be like hey yes. i really want that 
and then yeah. and so it's kind of starting from scratch every time yeah so. um but then that's like when you get the chance to have someone not know that you know that's all like you know someone's seeing you do the same job repeatedly then that's all they think of you and if you go to a new place and be like well i want to move up and they're like okay we'll give you more of a chance um i think that's how it's been <laughs> yeah you know what uh always kind of drives me crazy but it's totally a thing that happens is like when people work too hard at the position they're at and they're hoping that that's going to get them promoted but the harsh truth is that like the better of a job you do they're not going to want to move you away from that position it's like this that's really true. fucked up thing oh, and, and like yeah. i learned the hard yeah, way for sure <laughs> It's a, yeah, yeah, it's totally, it's a, it's happened to probably all of us. Like it, it's, uh, it's kind of this fallacy that happens in, in animation, especially because you think that it's like merit based and it's like, nah, you, you, you know, they're going to want to keep you where you're doing a good job. They're not going to want to move you up. It happens. It's not to say that nobody ever gets promoted, but usually it's from moving to a different crew, like you were saying. Yeah. Uh, and luckily, uh, oh yeah. So as I was saying with non-union, Bojack being non-union, um, they gave me the opportunity. They were kind of like, well, you're, you did both great in both your uh, character test and your storyboard test, um, but we really need you in character design, so we're putting you there. <laughs> uh, mm. But at the same time, I like kind of got to do storyboards for season four because uh, they were mm. like, well, if we, if we really need you in storyboards, we'll pull you off. And so there was like, a couple weeks that I got to storyboard um, and then I did the fourth season character design uh, but just really excelled there and that's when the next season came up the even the lead at the time in season four came up to me and was like you can manage this team I was like huh mm -hmm. what I was like yeah you can do this and sure enough he left for Portland and I got to take season five and that was like ooh when you learn management that's a whole crazy different level <laughs> when you're just drawing yeah what would you say is like what would you say is like your biggest lesson of like going from character designer to lead character designer and then later I want to ask kind of going from boards to directing because it's also like going from a, like a solo job to like a management job and if there's like differences or and similarities yeah. my biggest thing I learned is um it really is up to the person above you to in a sense nourish you um yeah. you have to be the one to nourish your artist to make sure that they can do their job and help you make your job easier um and I think so when I took that position it never occurred to me that like aspect never occurred to me and then I realized oh my gosh I am responsible to like how these people are figuring this show out and how um how these characters like I have to be the one to communicate I think that was another thing too is like learning how to communicate and uh yeah so I don't know. That was such a wild thing for me to learn, but I hope that helps. Because <laughs> definitely after sure that, or even before that, you like realize who was bad. Um, mm -hmm. Because I think mm -hmm. when I was just an under an underling, it's <laughs> <laughs> um, like a you're a henchman. Yeah, when I was a henchman. <laughs> I, I didn't see that. I didn't realize what was like either holding me back or accelerating me forward. And once I took that position, I realized who wasn't a good leader and then who actually did help me um, and was doing their job. Um, mm -hmm. So that was my biggest lesson coming into a supervisor role. That's really cool. And um, <clears throat> how did you move from from lead designer to boards and like kind of what motivated you to do that? Yeah, so after being a lead character designer and really figuring out, oh, I enjoy storyboarding. <laughs> um, <laughs> because, you know, character design 
has its own fun of being able to um, rotate people around, uh, do all these like cool designs. Um, I especially loved designing on Bojack because Lisa Hanawalt, um, the character designer, she like, or just a designer in general, she was so, uh, it was just exciting. I don't know. Um, she, even though sometimes it would be really hard because, you know, patterns on characters and turning them around is pretty difficult. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, but I learned a lot from her and, uh, and it, I feel like that's what, one of the things that brings life to Bojack is she put so much personality in everybody's clothes and what they were doing that, I don't know, I just, I really admired that about her um and have been lucky enough to work on her show Tuco and Birdie uh which is on its third season about to finish up <laughs> but uh wow. you know uh, so great yeah I love that show I mean I love all the stuff you worked on actually like all the all those shows are I've I've watched them all the way through and I'm a I'm a big fan so it's it's uh it's cool to be talking to you if nothing else <laughs> um I, I yeah go ahead oh I was just gonna ask really fast by the way like on Rick and Morty uh what were you doing were you animating boarding or character designing so I was boarding um I started off as a revisionist uh and actually that was something I was a revisionist for a while and again I was getting that same stuck point of you're too good as a revisionist we want to keep you here and mm. um so it wasn't until Rick and Morty I had the chance where um, one of the directors was like, no, she's ready. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Jake Hare. You were awesome. Um, and yeah, so I got to be a revisionist and then move to boards and um, my director, uh, Erica Hayes, was she was just so amazing, like really helped me out or um, like all of them. Everybody at Rick and Morty was, they were all phenomenal artists who really helped out. Uh, so yeah, that's where my first boarding gig was in a sense. Like that wasn't a revisionist. Oh, nice. How much, how long did you have to be a revisionist before they um, they trusted you to into boards? Um, I think... And it was a real big stroke of luck because uh, I will say that somebody left. Um, mm. So I was revision uh, revisionist for about, I want to say six months. And then mm. somebody ended up having to leave. So um, ended up taking their spot. Um through that director recommendation and um here i am <laughs> nice that's great was it like wait was rick and morty after bojack yeah. or did you kind of jump back and forth no, it, uh, between the shows no i um i finished bojack season five and then i think i got a position on big mouth season two and because i was oh, like I worked on that too yeah really oh that's awesome <laughs> No, I said I was, I was saying you worked on that oh, too. Yeah, you worked yeah. on a ton of stuff. <laughs> um, Just the list keeps going. <laughs> I, it's like crazy looking back, being like, "Oh, I've been on all the uh, pretty iconic adult shows." Yeah, they're all now. like big hits. <laughs> <laughs> all... Yeah, yeah. Well, I know the common denominator, and it's oh yeah. <laughs> wow, well, I didn't want to say it, but you know, <laughs> it's all because of you, Sam. <laughs> Um, oh, which was crazy too, because Big Mouth hadn't come out yet when I was on it and um, when I started. And so while I was in the middle of working on Big Mouth as a revisionist, they uh, it came out, season one came out. And that was, I think, the first time, because, you know, already Rick and Morty has been out for four seasons when I got on. And mm. um, BoJack had been on for four seasons. So uh, it was insane hearing people talk about Big Mouth, like people right next to you at a restaurant. I'm like, did you check out that show Big Mouth? Wow, it's so crazy. Uh, it's like yeah. so good. And being like, I'm on your 
right now it's on season two <laughs> isn't that fun <laughs> Oh, it it's nice to when people actually know the shows you work on. Which yeah. is, <laughs> I haven't, I have rarely had that experience, and it's it's nice. It's yeah, it's really nice. Sometimes I want to puff my chest out about it and be like, oh, I worked on this show, <laughs> um, but a lot. Just of show up to these complete strangers at a <laughs> at like a cafe. <laughs> <laughs> Just like I worked on this. Did anybody see that new Rick and Morty episode? <laughs> just in the Did back you see the up. name Samantha Gray in the credits? Wow, she's great. And I'm like, who's this woman? Yeah. <laughs> who's this person that's yelling at us? I'm actually not whispering. You're proud of, yeah, you're proud of your work, and that's great. They can deal with it. Those strangers at the cafe. And they're like, I don't even watch TV. <laughs> Um, what is the, um, well, from what you've heard, I guess, what would you say is the biggest difference from like kids storyboarding to, uh, like six to 11 type shows to, uh, adult? <laughs> the biggest difference is well, the content. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess other than that, is there any difference in, um, how those pipelines are structured or anything? Cause I basically like. You know, I, from what I've gathered, from what I've heard from a lot of people, that primetime, what they call primetime shows, which is just, I guess, adult animated things, uh, it's usually a little bit easier as far as schedules. Um, I feel like I will just caveat in terms of like, I feel like primetime is a little bit different. It, it's a specific that's category within adult because yeah, that's true. I feel like Adult Swim, for example, it's not considered primetime. Primetime is kind of like these shows that will be at, at the prime time of watching, right? It's like, it's like it airs what's right, the yeah. time. It's, it's like, like six to eight or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And it would be on like a big network. It's like uh, Simpsons and Family Guy and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, that's my flub. But yeah, yeah, I guess um, you're right. I think people mostly say that prime time is like pretty nice, but that's because they probably get shitloads of money and they can afford it. Um, <laughs> well, I think the biggest thing then would be that. Um, a lot of adult shows are scripted. We don't do right. um, what is it? Board-driven shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, if anything about the schedule, that might be a thing because um, you're already getting a script, and you're not having to add too much more to it, or you know, all you're doing is trying to figure out what, how the pieces are going to flow, and um, so, but I did hear, did you, I don't know if it was from you or from somebody else, but I did hear that sometimes Bojack scripts would run really long. Like, like it's a 22 minute and I've heard of like scripts getting like really long. How like, do you talk that <laughs> about Bojack? <laughs> Leaked information. Um, well, we could cut it. We no. don't have to talk about it. But no, you know. actually, I wish I could comment on that, but I wasn't a board artist on BoJack, so I can't. Right. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. It probably was, but um, like Tuka and Birdie is basically not a spinoff, but it's um, now flipped character designer has become the creator um but i always felt like the boards were or not the boards but uh the script was really tight so Mm. even if it did run a little bit long it would either not a lot would get cut because there'd still be a way to get it all in or Mm, nice yeah so i guess that would be my closest take on that um Mm. yeah Nice. So, yeah. y'all, I'm just spreading gossip. Yeah. Listen to me. <laughs> He's shit. Man, I, I, I just... think I think about that episode of BoJack where he, he just like monologues the whole time, and it's like I I can't imagine boarding and directing that because <laughs> it's like it's like how do you in the funeral home? Yeah, yeah, yeah the funeral Amy home. Amy Winfrey is oh, she is an amazing. She was the director on that. I'm pretty sure, and mm-hmm. she. Yeah, we all saw that script. We all read it and we're just like, how is this going to happen? And then on my side, um, being in characters, it was like, woo, 
you don't have to deal with 100 characters. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, she did, like, if anyone could do it, Amy could do it. And yeah, she did a phenomenal job. So, um, yeah. Ugh, yeah, that episode, like, yeah, brilliant. And brilliant. It's a very good one. Yeah. Uh, we had a question on Twitter that I wanted to ask uh, from at Cash cash uh two questions actually uh what were some of your most memorable experiences in working on all of your previous shows Hmm. that's hard (laughs) um i think overall my most memorable experience would be just the crew um i feel like i've been very hashtag blessed um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that most of the people that I've worked with have been so nice. And even if we were, you know, I mean, uh, we're talking about it now with animation, how much overwork has been happening. And um, mm-hmm. I'll admit I've done a lot of late nights. I've done, you know, more work than I should have. Um thinking like that'll help me get ahead uh, and like have driven myself insane. And um, the crew has always been the thing that like really helps you want to stay. Um, I, Cause going back to my first animation class, like I figured out I want to do animation because of the people. And right. it really is the thing that is my favorite part. Um, yeah. I think yeah, I think that's very true. I think it's like the like yeah, you were mentioning kind of like the hashtags kind of like trending like today because of like the negotiations. So like hashtag New Deal for animation and like Swordcraft Unite and like uh equal paint for um e- uh equal pay for equal paint and like all of those hashtags. Uh it kind of shows like how hard animation gets. Uh, but it's true that the people are always great. I've always been on yeah. shows where the crew is awesome. Like the other artists you can like talk to, you connect, you kind of had like similar life experiences. You love the same kind of stuff. Like everybody has to love cartoons to work in cartoons. Yeah, yeah. There's always something <laughs> in common. <laughs> it's much easier than in an office environment where it's like, how's the weather? <laughs> like it's that's what i'm doing now and man it's so hard to connect with a lot of the people there because i'm just like do you like cartoons and they're like no dude i have three kids and i'm like ah man sorry (laughs) i am the child uh (laughs) the the other uh question that cash cash asked was uh what would uh be a project that you would love to work on look like it can be original or based on an ip um my own project. <laughs> uh, I feel like a lot of people must say that. Well, what would that be? Uh, and I'm just going to go back to the crew uh, project where um, the people don't have to feel like they have to hit these strict deadlines and mm-hmm. do all this um, overworking uh, and just like Oh my gosh, can I can I just say that uh, a lot of adult animation has been very guy oriented. So Oh absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's Sam and go. I actually like connected like really strongly. We bond we were on a show together, we really bonded over like a specific episode and we we're just like, we have to do something. Yeah. It is. It is. It's. That's why I like Tuca and Brody so much too, is because it's like so powerfully female. <laughs> it's and it's great. interesting because if you talk to Lisa about it, she considers this not a female show. She thinks. Sure. Um, well, she thinks it is like an everyone show. Um, yeah. Which I think is great, and that's like I want to keep working on shows like that. Um, mm-hmm. So maybe I already was on my ideal show, and I didn't even know. At the time. Oh, <laughs> oh no. I we all learned something. <laughs> it is. I mean, it seems like it's really good. Everyone I know that has worked on it has really enjoyed it. It just seems like. And wa- watching it is such a treat because it's just like the creativity is just like oozing out of 
of every frame. Like I, I don't know. I, I, I adore that show. I wasn't even, I, I didn't actually connect with it at first. And I will admit that, like, I just, at first I thought it wasn't for me. Like, I thought it was like a show for millennial women, you know. And uh, and I was just like, I don't think I'm the demo for this. But I kept watching, and like, it it really is a show for everybody. Like, there's nothing about it that is is limiting, and um, it's great. I I love how much fun the animators have. I, clearly, like, the board artists are are enjoying themselves and just like being being silly with all the. Um, oh yeah. The yeah that's my favorite part of the show i've done um so much wacky animation or just like wacky Mm -hmm. poses for it and there's always like an opportunity to be just silly and be like oh what if she felt like this and and then it makes lisa laugh and i'm like oh great it like hit the mark and it's in that's good (laughs) uh what's that process like for because like there's so much of the storytelling in that that's very visual and i wonder how much of that is in the script or how much of that is interpretation by the borders and the directors oh it's so hard um it's i want to say it's a bit of both because Mm -hmm. once you've worked with lisa and um really get the style of the show you kind of know where it needs to be pushed visually um sometimes she'll tell you um if you've like not pushed enough or if you've pushed too far which (laughs) very rarely have you pushed too far (laughs) it's usually (laughs) she's like more (laughs) More. (laughs) (laughs) which is uh sometimes intimidating you're like oh my gosh really and then you like are like yeah she's right it can go farther um but uh yeah so it it really is like i guess dealer's choice in a sense it's like how well do you know lisa to know how silly you can be (laughs) right but it's you can sense that in the in the style of the show like it, you can tell that there's always like is this appropriately silly or should we go so like you can feel the sort of the discussion happen. maybe it's just because i i know how those how those rooms how those conversations go um uh from at adam bills this kind of ties into what we we're just talking about uh in which ways have your skills and experience as an animator influenced your directing it's helped me um one it's helped my poses um I feel like you can do, uh, well, especially if you're on Tucumber, you can do these outlandish poses and you know how to do it because of, um, because you, that was your specialty before. Um, and I think that really helped me push my poses more. But uh, the other thing is just knowing where in the pipeline that, your work as a storyboard artist is going to go. Um, and especially with like schedules being as they are, um, you start to try and be like, how can I make it easier for somebody that's going to get this after me? Um, so that's where that helps. And, and then obviously being a director, being able to tell your board artist like, hey, this is too ambitious or this is too like this is gonna be too hard let's try to simplify or still make it interesting but workable um if that makes sense it does make sense and i think it's very mm-hmm. considerate to think about the next person in line after you uh, man i don't i don't think a lot of, i don't think a lot of artists do and uh depending on the pipeline sometimes you just don't have the energy to do that which that's not great i mean i'll be um, I'll be guilty and say there have been times where I've been like, screw it. Oh, sure. Yeah. No, sure. And that's, yeah. The best, pro- yeah. The best productions are ones where they give you the feeling and the freedom to, to think of the next person. Like, you know, that's only when you, your schedule isn't that tight that you can't, you can barely finish what you're doing. Right. Like, yeah, it's tough. <laughs> That was on on Loud House when I was doing background design. Like I had, we had pretty generous um, deadlines for design. It was two weeks for each episode, but the show wasn't that difficult. 
And uh, that was the only time that I was thinking of the next. I was like, oh, I'm going to like clean up these layers. <laughs> like it was like <laughs> I'm going to clean up these layers for the for the for the colorists because it was just like I had a little extra time. So I wanted to spend it, you know, helping somebody out. Meanwhile, when it's like you're cramming X amount of designs in a week, it's like you're not going to give a shit about the next person. Like it's just not going to happen. And that's mm. fine. Yeah. Um, just It's just tough. Until they slap you uh, in the face. They're like, why did you do this to me? <laughs> and then you say, take it up to, you know, with the line producer. Um, take it up with the people who are making these schedules. Uh, I've just been reading all these tweets from the the uh all the hashtags that v put together well v and and uh the the guild um and man it's just it sucks so much it sucks so much how this is like the industry has just been like suffering for so long and everyone's been quietly just putting up with it yeah well i think it's it's hard because it's like you know i mean we've all been there where it's like when you're looking for your first gig like it's the industry is so competitive. It's so competitive. Yeah. And like you said, Sam, it's like you got burnt out. And then because you were burnt out, you you couldn't produce as efficiently as they were expecting you to at Titmouse. And then you got let go. And it's just like, yeah. come on, man, like, give me a break. You know, it's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna please, like, I'm just, ah, it's just tough. It's just, yeah. So uh, it's just good that, because, so there's kind of this thing where, no one really wants to be the problem, you know, and nobody wants to speak up and be like, well, if I kind of open it too loud, like they're going to know that it's mm-hmm. them, you know, the next in line. So, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, they, they don't so, want people. There's definitely a culture of like feeling afraid to speak up, and that's bad. That's not good. Yeah. Um, but anyway uh this is a hard pivot but um from at (laughs) court the forest uh which job do you feel has fed your creative voice the most and how do you balance your creative energy for animation day job versus developing your own stories and ideas uh yes tuca and birdie i'll keep coming back to that one um Mm -hmm. just because like i said we were able to push things so much which you typically you typically don't do, um, like even Rick and Morty, um, or like Big Mouth, they did do some extravagant things, but you still had to keep the character acting pretty um, realistic, grounded. Yeah, it's grounded. Yeah, and with uh, Tuka. <laughs> uh, I'm able to have her do a silly dance or do some weird movements and like make her limbs stretch out till to the next panel to bring the camera back and stuff and um and have such weird little jokes that uh, that was just really fulfilling um because I feel like I'm just a weird person so but I I feel you though I feel like uh uh, I've only worked on a single adult show uh, with you and it was also the same kind of thing where it was like because I feel like a lot of writers come from like live action type of s- setting so they kind of want the cartoon characters to feel very grounded and realistic and it has its own set of like fun and challenges but it's also like ah please let me do a cartoon uh, kind of feeling yeah and I yeah <laughs> I want to say that actually the person who was responsible for that cartoon feeling was um, Aaron Long. Um, oh, mm-hmm. very cool. Yeah, he got to um, really push that style and like animation tests and stuff. And Lisa was really into it. Um, so he kind of like set that stage for being like, let's push things. Um, and you can see in his, he animated the intro and <laughs> he's like always got great um i i love looking at his animations and being like oh aaron i want to and even though he has his own he's always sharing his inspirations um on twitter but um i always really look up to aaron and his animation poses because that always helped me be like oh i i can push it further i'm gonna try an aaron style <laughs> uh so that's always really great 
Oh. And then he was my director in on Tuka season two. And whenever I can get like I always like making people laugh. If I can get someone to laugh from my scene, it's like such a great feeling, especially someone you look yeah. up to. So the fact that like he would be like, Oh, this is awesome, like he would laugh and stuff, and I'm just like, Oh my heart, I did something right. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's awesome. I, I love uh Sublo and Tangy Mustard. Oh it, my it's, gosh. Uh, it cracks me up. I don't know how he does it all by himself, but was, have you have you seen those? Oh yeah. I have. They're okay. really I they're they look like uh I, and I say this in a good way, but like, you know, student films in terms of like how well-crafted they are, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like kind of like, it's got the nice little like line, uh, grainy and like the got nice color it. palette. And yeah, it's like, you can see like a hand made these cartoons. It's, it's like on the same level as like something like Smiling Friends, you know, and he's mm-hmm, doing it by himself. Mm-hmm. Like it's crazy. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is a uh, a saucy question that that, that we uh, that I think is worth discussing uh, from at Jodero six. Uh, does rule thirty four stuff of your show's characters help or harm the reception? I guess of that show. I think uh... this is a two parter, by the way. <laughs> I think it's how people are like oh people watch my the show i work on (laughs) you know it's like sometimes people are like oh i made it because someone wanted to draw a porn i'm not gonna watch it but i know someone made it (laughs) yeah (laughs) a single porn (laughs) one 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 single panel porn (laughs) yeah (laughs) Um, because it's like that's what rule 34 is if it exists there's porn of it yeah and yeah it's unavoidable yeah. So if, if it's like saying like if there is not porn of it it doesn't exist <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> i yeah i've always said that like it's unavoidable and you're not gonna be able to control what other people do yeah you know nor should you really and um and to me it's just a sign that something is breaching into a, a wider popularity and so it's sort of like this concentric circle where it's like if you're starting to get rule 34 that means you're reaching you know that many more people that are not drawing rule 34 so it's like the more you're getting the more fans you're the more fans that are not drawing porn you're you're getting as well so it's yeah exactly it's like an iceberg kind of thing yeah exactly it's a good way of putting it like Yeah. yeah it's interesting that you said uh sam that's like you know the opposite is true and it's like you know if there's like no porn of it it does the show doesn't exist yeah. and i kind of agree with that in the sense that like some of the shows i worked on in france are like like close to zero absolute fan art and but like 10 years later sometimes i like google the shows i mm-hmm. just google them just for funds and then i see it I see the 34 and I'm like, mm-hmm. wow, never in my whole life did I think some crazy person on the internet would find this fucking Guaranteed. Like, forsaken show yeah. for like nobody, Somebody. Knows, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, when my when I did Planet Panic and that dropped, I was like Googling it, seeing if people were drawing it or talking about it. And it was like immediately the same day somebody yeah, was but it had like to... so many views it had so many views so people i guess but it's it, my you know, you know it's this it's a little three minute short and like uh it was it was immediate you guys like it and i was like well like that's how i knew that it was doing well i was like wow okay this really is getting some traction and so i was like well all right i guess people like it it's that's... just yeah it's just it's just funny i mean i don't know yeah. Well, uh, part two of that is part two. Uh, <laughs> would you, uh, would you guys? I guess would you, as uh, uh, you know, director working on a show, I assume, uh, ever hire a, an NSFW artist to do actual company work? It depends, right? If you can hit the style of the show, and your, I mean, I think the big thing is that. Um, you're going to have to draw clothes on people in the show. Yeah, probably, yeah, worth mentioning. <laughs> um, and they're not going to be doing a lot of sexual things. So if you're fine with that and you can do the style, most likely, yes. 
Um, but as a secondary, uh, if you as a person um, then try to in think that in adult animation, um, like people share those kind of drawings, like we don't do <laughs> that's like not yeah. in our foresight of like we may do some crazy things, talk about sex, um, do some humping or, you know, um, what does that mean? Do something like I'm I just like, yeah. What this? You're painting a weird picture <laughs> yeah, of like, of uh. <laughs> like uh, I'm trying to remember. Um, there is a oh my gosh. Um, because okay, so I animated on this show, one of my first jobs, uh, Mr. Pickles, and yeah. uh, I love the show. <laughs> and drawing like big boobs that bounce or you know drawn like <laughs> which, you do, um, yeah. or even like okay in bojack um i got flagged one time for uh as the character lead because i had to draw i had to look up dildos and butt plugs mm-hmm. <laughs> and the it apparently like talked talk to the supervising director like talked to the higher-ups being like why is she looking this up? And they're like, no, it's okay. It's her job. Why are they looking at your searches? Man, that, that, that like creeps me out more than the fact that you were looking that no, up. No, it's no, no. Like... It's a, uh, it pings. It's like people shouldn't be looking at porn. Like, I think they put uh, something that says like, if people are looking at porn, it alerts them. Right. Um, Interesting. So he got a ping that was like, I'm looking up these things and um that's wild i've never heard of that yeah so um that's crazy because there's so many adult shows that have like orgies or like and even like the show that we worked on together like i like oh my gosh gosh. there's 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 just scenes that are like so explicit yeah. and it's like well i gotta like look up reference i just like the idea yeah some of some the, <laughs> there's some googling stuff you're orgy like, you're, you're like re, you like read it on the page and i mean it's still nda and it hasn't like come yeah. out so that's why right. i'm kind of keeping it like kind of like blurry but there's some stuff that you read on the page and you're like does this even exist is this something people really do and you look it up you have to look it you up because to. you have to draw it you know Man, V's been looking at some real gross shit at work. Yeah, and there's like, I don't know. There's some sequences. I don't know. It's like, yeah, there are some sequences that were, I was just like, you know, all right, well, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever (laughs) whatever you can think of people could do, somebody has done it. Yeah. Like, it's just a safe bet. It's crazy to be like, um, because I think at one point on Mr. Pickles, I had to animate Grandpa doing something lewd and um and it was like weird to be like hey mom and dad this like this is my job i have to draw like decapitations and like a dog wearing stripper like literally wearing stripper legs as he's like on a pole (laughs) yeah those shots are crazy oh my gosh i think i've seen well i've seen those because i've watched the whole like season one probably two. Oh my god uh oh my god those shots are crazy it's, they're so insane it's, they're really yeah it's insane to be like yeah that's my job <laughs> right um but going back to like if but you know nobody we only do it for the job and we're not drawing fan art or anything being like oh look at this sexual position i drew of <laughs> guys check it out <laughs> i just like the it idea looks- this visual like somebody bursts into the the office like <laughs> guys you won't believe the thing i just drew but i will caveat though that it is more common than you think to have people in the industry and on any kind of shows that will have uh uh, private accounts yeah, or like side say. accounts that are just for yeah, um, yeah pretty, sexy drawings pretty common. He, yeah like uh, I've, I've worked with a couple of artists that and the thing here's the thing is like they never talk about it and it's just kind of like yeah. it's their private it's, it's like, like their private yeah. yeah like they and it's fine like who we shouldn't be judging anyone who does yeah. like sexy sexy art like, <laughs> I'll, I'll admit I've, I've thought about it but i just like we've all done yeah. sexy art like i've thought of doing a side account with like sexy art uh it's just that you know you're you're kind of like 
it's just kind of like how comfortable are you sharing it like are you doing it under like a private twitter are mm-hmm. you doing it do you just kind of get away with just to like putting the like no minors allowed and and but you because know, you know that's for me where it gets tricky is like when you're in when you're working in adult nobody's gonna like come after you with like pitchforks because you draw um porn or whatever mm-hmm. but if you work on a kid show that's when people on like the internet yeah. can get Some like more spicy yeah. yeah yeah so it's kind of like you have to really like hide it like i've considered putting a paywall or like that kind of mm-hmm. stuff yeah people do that you know because then it's like at least like if you're a minor and you actually paid to look at it then it's like i'm sorry you you know like yeah. <laughs> i tried to protect you <laughs> i mean that's that that really bothers me that whole thing because it's like people seem to think some some people seem to think that if you work in animation that you have to be like this weird like cherubic angel but it's like we're all adults <laughs> like we're all in our like you know 20 late 20s 30s 40 you know like it's just like we're gonna have interests that adults have and like if you're an artist that's probably like another way for you to, for another outlet and yeah i can't stand it when people get so like oh like this person was doing this or that or they're drawing this and it's like mind your business like they have their own mm-hmm. mind yeah um, yeah yeah but it's true that when you work for like s- certain like kid companies like yeah, they, i don't yeah. know for like they do have you like sign stuff like kind of you ha- they they're kind of asking you to curate your content i've never seen that is that true the channel uh yeah it's some contracts have it like baked wow. in like there's some stuff that you can't like or I I I wonder if there's like any like loopholes that you can be like, oh, actually, well, it's this is not really me. I'm changing my name, and none of this is my name. And I'm not saying that I work for this company, but some companies are like pretty strict about your image. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I think just the safest bet is just keep a separate account. Um, yeah. At, at the very least, that doesn't that can't hurt. What if somebody was like. Uh, a really good board artist, like an exceptional, like just like the best acting, but all they cannot draw the characters not naked. Like they have to draw the the peenies, and that's and, and it's just like what do you? Uh, it's like damn it, they're so good. Well, then we, are you as a director supposed to go in and change each drawing? Yeah, you have to. <laughs> you have to draw, and they like refuse to. By the way, like you basically, you would have to have a revisionist that is just putting pants on every character. <laughs> Is that is like so is that crazy. worth it? You know, like, it's no. Funny. It's like it's making like a whole like other. Yeah, job you're creating a separate pipeline. <laughs> yeah, the, pa- the the clothes revisionist. Like the only be... you only have one revisionist to do that job. Yeah, that's insane. And maybe maybe that that revisionist is like they they hate nudity, so they are like, yes, please, I would love to do this job. I hate showing peenies. <laughs> Um, but it's it's been actually kind of like the dip, like the opposite of what I've seen happen on a couple of shows. Like I've 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 seen a couple of shows where it's kind of like y'all like during the interview, it's like buckle up because you're going to be drawing a yeah. lot of genitalia, and it's kind of like art. Like and you know, at first you're like, how bad can this get? And then you're like on the show, and you're like, okay, <laughs> yeah. Um, not not our show, but like another show. I've heard stories like that. Mm. kind of interesting i just think it's kind of interesting mm. that like you know it's it really depends it really depends so much on like the leadership it really does um and who's like creating it too yes yeah. kind of what they're trying to do you know like like because sometimes you know like the creator can be like i was i want to create something really edgy you know and kind of like write that line you know so yeah speaking of creating and um writing that line i don't know uh mm-hmm. how uh how do you deal with creative block when it hits you and how does it feel for you um oh man uh i'll be honest <laughs> i'll be honest i'm like having a creative that. block right now um, oh wow and let's help you through it <laughs> <laughs> yes let's work uh i've it's been a bit hard because it's been going on for a while and I kind of think it's because of burnout but um yeah at the same time I'm like getting opportunities like the fact that I'm getting these directing opportunities who says 
and it's like who says no when it's like yeah you can totally say no um, say, yeah but uh they've just been too good to pass up that i'm like mm-hmm. i just want to keep going like this is such a cool show or there's this i guess the best i can say is um is working all night. No, I'm just joking. Uh, don't work all night. <laughs> yeah, <a> <laughs> um, but one of the things that's helped me, one of my friends um, gave me this advice is, uh, you know, and I mean, this is something I've carried with me my whole life. And there will be times where I like drop it. But when I get back into it, and I think it's like one of the things that make can make you a successful artist is um just doing it even if you hate it even if um you know you're like I'm not motivated or I'm I'm not gonna make the perfect drawing um just take like one minute five minutes draw a line do something write something and and if you do those five minutes and you're like okay I I don't have any more like cool (laughs) you're done for the day but um sometimes you can get into a groove just by starting yeah and you go and you're like oh crap i like drew 10 pages or you know um so and and it's something i see with people who want to be artists and if in a sense they're like not making it it, it because it's always the first advice i give people is like just take those five minutes a day like you got to put the work in you just like do something creative and you know eventually you'll get a finished picture you're like yeah he's progressing and when people don't do that it's you know it's heartbreaking um Mm -hmm. saying like then they get frustrated about like oh why didn't i why am i not making it like this person or doing why is it not happening and it's just like it's you just got to put that little jump in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's really good advice. I think it's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that like, and I, I've had it happen where like, yeah, like I'm having a hard time getting started or I'm burnt out. And, and sometimes like, but I, but I know that I either need to or want to work on something. And uh, it's like you said, you know, just like starting on the parts sometimes that are fun, that, that, are like comfortable and are fun like that can help kind of put gas in the tank and and if it doesn't it doesn't but like chipping away a little bit each day can like when you look back on you know two weeks of doing a little bit it's like well shit this is this is coming together <laughs> like you start you start to look at everything you you're, you're doing and like it's like oh okay i have been doing stuff yeah um i think it's really good advice mm-hmm. um V, is there anything that uh, specific you wanted to ask, Sam? Mm, I was going to say, like, what are your goals, kind of? Like, and what are you, what's your, what are you excited about? Yeah, Yeah, let's hear it. (laughs) Um, I'm like, well, so the first month. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's see. My goal um is to i mean if this is like a miss america like overall goal i want to like just inspire people with Mm -hmm. um like i guess what i'm doing um which is why i want to continue being on all these great shows um you know and it's uh I just like it fills me with so much to be like um I want to be like I want to make something like these great shows and um be able to inspire people and make people laugh and at the same time um put so much feeling and show the variety that you can have um not just with men but with women and mm-hmm. uh everything in between and uh out of the box and uh just being human um and uh, so hopefully um i can work on i'm actually working on a a novel but i'm also like 
I'm still debating whether it's going to be a graphic novel. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's going to be about two girls uh, coming of age. They are sisters, um, but not like they were both both orphans and then got adopted. Mm-hmm. And um, but I'm tackling something that's really different, um, which I think is why it's taking a while is because um, I'm tackling people who have dream powers. <laughs> okay. Um, and I don't think that's something people have done or built a world around. And so it's almost like the world building of is this fantasy? Is this part of our life and it's like gone through a lot um but it's finally coming to a point where i just need to get the story out now um but the characters are and i think it's like one thing about sometimes my creative block is just broken because it's like an idea just strikes and then you're just like i gotta get this out i gotta like these characters are calling to me um that's always crazy when characters specifically are calling to you and being like hey you need to get up like start writing me Mm -hmm. um i have a voice too even though then you're like wait do i have multiple personality disorder (laughs) 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 you're like oh this voice in my head is just telling me their name and their personality and what they're doing and, and and they're telling me i have to write them or else I'm gonna go insane. Uh, so that's that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I always love when an idea strikes like that, or if you're listening to music and you think of a music video or something, and you're like, oh, that's oh, I'm so inspired. That's amazing. Um, or even just watching other inspiring people making their stuff and then being like, yeah, I want to do that too. Um. So. Yeah, I think that's great. Uh, give us. Uh, what do you want to plug? What are your social media handles? Is there anything you want to promote? Hmm. Um. Gosh. Uh. Well, my main is my Instagram. I feel like. Um. Which is Samantha S. Gray. Um. I have a website, Samantha sgray.com you can see my work you can see some of the stuff i've done um i got to do like one of my favorite things i got to do was this uh a musical number in tooth and birdie and um and it's all about bros and i was so grateful that my director adam parton um was kind of like i trust you here you go (laughs) (laughs) um and he let me go ham um and oh my gosh and i'll just i know i'm supposed to be plugging but at the same time i'm like i just can't stop talking about great people who um as (laughs) as supervisors like help you in your career because you know um aaron long was one of them adam parton has been a huge one um and he like was my assistant director for my first Tooth and Birdie directing episode, and he was like the biggest help. But uh, my Twitter, Samistrations, um, I wish I had more stuff to tell you guys about, but I feel like they're all work in progress right now. <laughs> sure, that's fine. Um, do you feel like like your social media presence has helped you find uh, any of the jobs you've had, or is it just kind of the momentum of like having done a good job on the shows before? Um, it's interesting. Um, I feel like, hmm, right now it's been, or like lately it's been uh, just by word of mouth. Um, I've been yeah. lucky that people have recommended me uh and that those producers have given me a chance uh but uh actually this latest show was the first time i felt like oh my gosh my social media actually really helped um Mm, i interviewed 
um, for the show I'm working on. And uh, I got to like talk to the showrunner a little bit being like, oh my gosh, thank you for hiring me. And she was just like, your Instagram, it wasn't even my art. It was like, she got to see who I was as a person. And she was like, you would get my show. And so I wanted to hire you. And you were like the piece I was missing. Uh, which on one hand is like, wow, that's really cool. And then on the other hand, like, oh, crap, that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> yeah. But that was the first time I actually heard that about my work or like, you know, who I am. Um, so that's been, that was like a big thing to me. I'm like, wow, um, socializing really paid off, huh? <laughs> sometimes, sometimes it does. Yeah. Uh, well, that's the end of this creative block. Sam, thank you for being our guest and sharing your story. Wow, thank you for having me. Um, I hope we all learned a lot today. <laughs> We, we sure do. And thanks to your listeners. Follow us on Twitter. It's at Creative Block, Creative Without the Vowels, where we ask for drawing prompts and questions to ask your guests. Huge thanks to our editor, Clements, for editing the podcast and Malik for helping us produce the show. If you love our show, then support us on Patreon. Becoming a patron gets you early access to interviews as well as bonus episodes. Click the link in the description of this episode. I've been your host, Gene. And I was B. Keep being creative and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. -bye.